0: Another episode of Where in the Folk. Woo. I am David. This is the Sexy Cecil. We have Tully with us and our special guest today is Morgana Calder. Where in the Folk are you at, Morgana?
1: I am on the Mississippi Gulf Coast.
2: Mississippi.
1: Yep, just north of Gulfport.
2: So tell us a little bit about yourself. What what all do you get into down there in Mississippi on the Gulfport north
1: Yep. Let's see. Um, I am a graphic designer by trade. Um, Been doing that forever. I've been researching uh, paranormal, conspiracy, all of that since I was a child. Um, My hometown actually has a bona fide witch. So, you know, Yeah, I mean, small town, so you couldn't find a lot in the library, you know, back before computers and all of that. But you could find stuff about witches simply because we had, you know, the town witch that uh, you, every kid in town was taught this story from the time they were in grade school. So uh, got interested in that. Um, like I said, uh, reincarnation is a really big one. I went through a huge uh, crypto stage. Um Some, um, you know, UFO, that kind of stuff, but there's very little I probably don't at some point show an interest in. Um, Like I said, you know, been in Mississippi most of my life, spent a couple of years in Virginia Beach. Um there's really interesting energy here but you know it's a little bit close-minded on most of the stuff that i'm interested in yeah, that's, <laughs> so.
3: that's pretty that's a pretty conservative area down there isn't it?
1: absolutely i mean it's the buckle of the bible belt it really is so like i said you know uh being able to find other people you know to discuss these things with and everything was not really always easy because uh yeah. like i said you know my dad was really i think if I had to describe would have been like uh, a pagan without a definition because, you know, he kind of revered nature and, you know, wildlife and and the trees and that kind of stuff. Of course, my mom, you know, she was much more conservative. So, you know, but I could always talk to him about stuff like that when I was younger. And um, that's actually how Hadley and I met after my dad died. Um, I was looking for somebody to talk to about these things. And um, she had actually started a group on Yahoo. Who a couple of months after that and i just happened to find her and like i said that's been over 20 years ago so it's been crazy
3: Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i know that you don't uh, you don't know like our whole background stories where cecil and reed's at is very conservative and where we grew up where cecil and i grew up Mm -hmm. is like conservative to the point where you know we were interested in this stuff growing up and Mm -hmm. You know we had a circle of friends that played music and ghost hunted and you know dabbled in a little bit of everything and it was to the point where we could walk into a church or uh, one of our one of our friends' moms made us go to church in order to hang out. Oh, really? We walk into the church <laughs> and the the, the preachers in, in the in the middle of the sermon we're we we're, were sitting in the back and he stands up and he says, The devil's sitting in the back of this room right
2: now. <laughs> well, it didn't help that I was hungover as a motherfucker with my hair.
3: <laughs> like, oh, you wanna be here. I know.
1: <laughs> That's great. I love it.
3: So that was that was kind of the the, the, the aura part- that we had going on
1: and that's the thing too i can remember being like eight or nine years old and i'm i'm curious like i said i'm gonna ask questions i don't care what the subject is i'm going to have something to ask you know at the end of it and i actually uh was asking questions in sunday school and then when my mom came to pick me up the sunday school teacher was like you need to do something with her she asked entirely too many questions (laughs) so you know of course I tell my dad that and he goes well you know what it doesn't matter what they think you keep on asking questions
3: that was one of the things that I was going to ask you is kind of how the how the culture was down there and how you kind of fostered your interest in um you know the the paranormal and fringe topics you know Mm
1: -hmm. yeah that's uh like I said my dad was very open I mean and you know and that was always kind of his catchphrase uh was uh religion I mean um Yeah, religion's not logical, but Mother Nature shows you every day what she can and can't do, you know, so that kind of kept it with that, you know, like I said, trees, you know, you didn't cut the oak trees because they were sacred, you know, that kind of thing. And then when I was uh, about 15, about 16 is when I moved to Virginia Beach for a couple of years and the difference in what was available up there, because it was a military town, you know, so there were people from all over, so, you know, then I had access to libraries that actually had books on paranormal subjects and stuff like that, so, I mean, I spent, you know, probably five or six hours a day, most days, at the library, because I had a lot of time on my hands, so, uh, and then of course I came back to Mississippi and it's like, okay, now I've got to start finding people, you know, and people will come along when they're supposed to. So, you know, I'd pick up somebody here and there and that would give me, you know, somebody that I could talk to outside of my dad. And, uh, like I said, you know, I was in my, uh, late 20s when i met hadley and that group and then it's just now you know people everywhere you know the internet there are a lot of things i don't like about it <laughs> but there are a lot of things that have made it fantastic because you uh, know it just does open it up
3: for sure uh, david didn't they in london when you were growing up didn't you have to go find scrolls for information yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we rated two <laughs>
1: <if> we, <laughs> um just run
0: around with a guy named indiana uh,
1: ah. so. i love it
0: but, yeah i grew up super in a super conservative uh setting and i guess getting out into the world a little bit when i got up into college and moved around a little bit i kind of went from the conservative guy to you know what there's other things in the world and now i'm more more out there than I was ever close to being when I was a teenager in my 20s so
1: absolutely i mean and, and like I said you know it's like that's always my thing too is it's like the more i learn the more questions i have yeah. so you know it's like a never ending cycle of you know what i'm you know looking at and talking about and you know researching and everything so and it was funny. I can even remember back, you know, when I was still living, you know, in this small town. My dad had a set of encyclopedias that were printed in the twenties, oh,
3: wow. and
1: yeah, I mean, they were. It was like five volumes was the entire A to Z of these encyclopedias. But do you still have them? I do. I certainly do.
3: I'm wondering, I I can't remember whether it was encyclopedias or, or like world almanacs, but some of those old ones like that, you can go in and it literally still, uh, will have flat earth information. I'd
1: I'd have to look at, it. I haven't had them down in a while. Uh, yeah, I've got that. And then I've got, uh, of all things, my, uh, mother-in-law, her, her parents were actually from Germany and, uh. They had what they refer to him as uh, cigarette books, I think's what it was. and these were books about Hitler before he you know took over. It was like the early years of Hitler. That's crazy. Yeah. And I just happened to know someone that was from Germany. She was actually in one side and her family was in the other when they put the wall up. And then she and her husband came over here because, you know, they couldn't see their family. But uh, she actually is the person who told me what it was about, because I mean, I get these books and just this box full of stuff that they had, you know, she's like, here, you might like these. And I'm like, that's Hitler. You know, why would I want this? But uh, so, so I asked her, look, can you at least tell me what this is about besides him? And she goes, actually, before he got, you know, famous as it were, she said, people loved him, you know, because he was very charismatic and everything. And the the photos and stuff in this, these books are actually Taped in. They're they're not part of the printing. And oh, she wow. said some people couldn't afford photos. She said school books were the same way. So if you could afford the photos, then you would take glue and glue them in place and everything. So, I mean, it's a very interesting historic thing, you know, but uh, I was just like really appalled when I first got them because I I'm like, a, what I did story. I marry into? <laughs> so,
2: because it's definitely talking about how awesome Hitler is.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm like, I'm not seeing concentration camps in here, but I know they exist. Yeah, <laughs> I, so. I had
3: a family in world war one and world war two and, um, one of the things that they brought back they were they were like these field games that the soldiers would carry and it's basically wrapped up and then you unwrap it and it's basically a, a canvas checkerboard and the the black squares have swastikas in them
1: oh wow yeah that's crazy (laughs) <laughs> I mean, because like I said, you know, it, I, I remember uh, here recently, like within the last year or so, they were uh, excavating over in Germany and when they were digging they found like this huge concrete piece that was a huge swast- swastika, so they like stopped everything they were doing to have somebody come in and destroy it, I mean you know that's how, you know terrible they'd look at it you know and it was their country but yeah like I said so you see it in a more positive light you're like wait a minute yeah <laughs> you know that's sure. probably the wrong choice of words but you know <laughs> so
2: look at this little scrap hitler out here playing soccer today
1: uh-huh, <laughs> There you go. that's it <laughs> so uh,
2: he was so methed out with me oh yeah i that, watched the video yeah. of him the other day at the olympics and he's sitting there rocking back and forth yeah, he was, was, I've seen that look on the. He was a, on that. a cocktail of like
0: <laughs> multiple drugs all the time.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, I, I can remember vaguely some of those days back. You know, when you self medicate to, you know, not see stuff, yeah. but uh, because you know, uh, that that was another thing too. Is uh my dad was uh very empathic and. Now it doesn't bother me so much, but as a teenager, oh my god, just not being able to block that kind of stuff out. So, yeah, I did way more drugs and alcohol than somebody that age should have. So.
2: I'm right there with you. I wasn't blocking stuff out, I was letting stuff
1: in. Oh, no, 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 no. no. I had plenty coming in, you know. So. And you some things you just don't go to your parents, even the open minded one, and say, okay, I'm seeing things and feeling things that aren't really there, so what can we do about this?" But in um, and, and hindsight, you know, I realize I probably could have been a lot more open with him than I was just because of who he was. But, um, you know, I can remember having uh, past life memories when I was five years old and not really realizing what it was, because, I mean, it was in a dream state, waking up screaming bloody murder because I'm on a battlefield and people are killing each other. And then when I was 10, 11 years old, uh, being at the library and finding one of those old travel guides like the photos, Directories and stuff, and seeing a photograph of Culloden and recognizing it, and just bringing back all those memories of you know those people killing each other. Wow. So you know, and and like I said, you know, it's been an off and on thing most of my life. So it it's I think that's probably a lot of where it started at. You know, is trying to figure out what's going on with me, and like I said, and having a witch in town. But uh, so
3: <laughs> so you know,
1: uh-huh.
3: um. I don't know how much you remember or that you saw of your past life, but mm-hmm. was there was there a gap in the time that you died and the, and when you came back?
1: Um, I really don't know if it is so, per se, but I mean, I've got memories from that time in Scotland. I have memories from Russia around the end of the eighteen hundreds, early nineteen uh, hundreds. Um, a couple in like um, the tundra of Russia uh and like i said those were all different time periods so but now as far as saying this one stopped and that one started immediately i don't know i've never seen that gotcha and everything so uh i honestly don't think i've ever been in this country until this life because (laughs) the wild west and that kind of stuff just has no appeal so i'm assuming that there's just not an attachment there so the tundra
3: like that sounds like the worst yeah
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) yeah freezing cold you know, and, and the thing is, I, it wasn't a bad memory. I mean, I can just remember being, you know, on horses and a nomadic tribe and that kind of thing. Um, but
0: the the cons. uh
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. There you go. So it, and, and to this day I'd much rather have it freezing cold than hot. I hate summer. Summer's just, (laughs) you know, go away. So I'm the opposite. Yeah.
0: Something interesting that I've always, that, kind of blows my mind is you talk about all these people that do these uh, dna testing uh-huh. and it's like almost every person that does a dna test has a small fraction of mongolian blood
1: um you know i've, I've actually had mine done and it's hilarious okay my uh, mother's family is from oklahoma and arkansas yeah. and if you look at a picture of my grandmother as a teenager and my mother they are as native american as you can get I mean, I've you know it, anybody that looks at him has always commented on it and everything. I have absolutely not one drop of Native American blood in me, according to Twenty Three and Me.
3: I have a, I have a whole conspiracy about Twenty Three and Me. Yeah, I don't trust. Yeah. me.
1: Well, I mean, I don't put a lot of stock in it. I just think it's really interesting. You know, I told my husband, you are the absolute whitest person to ever exist. He is like 99.9% Northern European.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And has anybody seen one commercial for any of those DNA tests since the pandemic started?
1: No, not that I can recall.
2: I haven't either. Well, I haven't seen a commercial in like six years either. So. Well, I well, avoid
1: them. That's why I have, you know, recordable TV. It
3: say. seems like, well, I don't have cable or anything either, but mm-hmm. before, before it seemed like I saw ads form all over mm-hmm. the internet. Like, yeah, yeah for, for the different ones. Mm-hmm. I like. And-
1: I got them a lot too. I get a lot of emails from them because I used one. So, you know, the other ones are constantly emailing me. Now the only one I get from is 23andMe because that's the one I used. And they're like, oh, let us do, you know, uh, genetic testing on you and that kind of stuff. So, but I have not had an email from anybody else. And like I said, since the pandemic began, that's crazy. I hadn't thought about that.
2: My jeans are like my blue jeans. They only fit me nobody else <laughs> right <laughs> i want to get back into this past life research and okay. what the past <laughs> life and everything you have
3: mm-hmm.
2: um because uh, uh, since you are somebody that has remembered so past lives and things of that nature mm-hmm. do you think that everybody has that and there's just something blocking the rest of us from seeing it, or do you think that's like to certain individuals such as yourself
1: no i personally think that everybody has lived more than one life unless they're you know I'm sure there are new souls. I mean, there there almost has to be. but, um, you know, I think that everybody has them. I just don't necessarily think everybody's open to it. Um, and I don't know if it's they're personally blocking it. they're not ready to see it. you know, you know
3: if were you were you different people or were you like I mean, like, for instance, were you always, you know, a, a woman?
1: No, I guess. no, no, no. I have been male and female. I have been non-human, which, you know, throws a lot of people too. But, uh, when, you, when you were non-human,
2: what was that? What was that um,
1: like? I have actually had, um, um, I guess, other realms, you know, memories from other realms. Uh, because I think that, you know, we have multiple realms that we have, like... Okay, I'm going to say Middle Earth, but that's not that's not accurate, you know, but it's it's kind of that concept, you know, that there are different levels that, you know, people are on and other creatures are on. I think that a lot of the mythology that we hear now are actually true stories that just, you know, the church has come along and, and people have changed and everything and they've covered it up. You know, um, I also, you know, I mean, it's the same thing with religion. You know, a lot of people and I'm not going to get into a big religious thing. This is just my thought is that it all started with one thing. And as different people have, you know, moved in different directions, they've been accommodated, you know, so that, uh, you know, if somebody thinks, oh, if you do this, you're going to hell and they've done that, then they're probably going to end up in a place that they have made, you know, from their, you know, their, their beliefs and everything. Um, So I do think that there are other realms, you know, I think at one time there were dragons and fairies and elves and everything else. So um, I do have a couple of lives where I'm not human that I'm fake.
3: You know, that does kind of play into quantum physics though. There, there's a theory where like, there's never any true death. It's a transfer of consciousness from one universe to another. And Mm -hmm. there are infinite universes so literally anything you can think of in your head has Mm -hmm. already existed still exists and will exist in the future
1: yep absolutely so
3: so that plays a a lot into you know stuff that quantum physicists are actually like theorizing about the afterlife
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and like I said, you know, I mean, I, I have, uh, you know, met other people that, you know, feel the same way. And like I said, you know, everybody's got variations and differences. It, it's the same thing with any belief, you know, mine's going to fit more of where I feel that it fits into my existence, you know, so there are going to be, nobody's going to have the exact same experience from one life to the next or whatever. But, um, you know, like I said, I mean, I, there are people that, you know, you hear about soulmates, but to me, soulmates are people that go with you f- through different lives, you know, that, uh, you know, you don't necessarily have to be lovers or, you know, spouses or anything like that, that your soulmates are like your soul family that goes with you f- to different lives. Have you ever met somebody and just immediately had a connection to them, you know, without really a a deep dive into who they were, but it grows into that. But I think a lot of times it's recognition. Your souls are recognizing each other.
3: Kind of touched on it there for a second. Um, You know, when you're talking about how you recall these things.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: So where does it switch gears from like past life research and go into sort of like dream interpretation and dream recalling?
1: It actually, for me personally, has a different feel to it. Uh, it's the same thing uh, with, when it's uh, something that is prophetic. You know, they all have a different feel. When it's interpretation and just dreams, uh, I absolutely know that that's what it is. When it's past life, it, it has more of an internal feel. You know, I mean, I'll wake up from that or come out of that just in a panic sometimes because the memories just start hitting and everything. Um, usually if it's something prophetic, it'll happen multiple times before the event actually happens. Like when my dad passed away, I dreamed about it for three months. I didn't know how it was going to happen, but I knew it was coming. Yeah. And everything. So
3: the, did all the dream stuff really interests me because when I was younger, I studied a mm-hmm. lot into like how to lucid dream and, mm-hmm control your dreams and all of that good stuff. Um, because I, I do tend to have a really terrifying reoccurring dream that I had to learn how to pull myself out of. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so I find all that stuff super interesting.
1: Yeah. It's, um, it, it, it really is, you know, one of those things too, that, um, for me, you know, like I said, I, I have some, off the wall dreams too. I mean, two nights ago, I had all four of the Stooges and uh, (laughs) Jack Nicholson's Joker in my dream and it was a serious dream it was not a funny dream so (laughs) you know it's 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 strange you know so when i come out of something like that i'm like what the fuck? i don't don't even know how to begin interpreting that
3: because that that needs to be a movie
1: uh, right right you know and there are times when uh when i'm dreaming that it is just i if i woke up and had nothing else to do i could sit there and write and write and write and i would have a book after book after book because it's just nothing but fluff or just my brain, I guess, just throwing imagination out there. And like I said, but it does, for me, it has a different feel than anything that is a foretelling or that is past life.
2: So when it comes to the past lives and the dream recalls and everything, if so, some people like, I imagine that with your past lives, you've just seen it in your waking state. Is that Mm -hmm.
1: right? Yes, I have.
2: So, the normal person when they have like a strange dream when they're like somebody else in a different realm or something like that do you think that's possibly them actually tapping into that past life but yeah. they're sleep?
1: yeah i do because my early ones when i was younger especially it was usually when i was sleeping you know and like the very first one i remember with, with culloden i mean i i literally fell out of the top bunk of a bunk bed screaming because i had gone to bed and started coming to me and everything um so when i was younger and didn't know that you could you know kind of control some of it that you know is it if i didn't know now what i you know know what i know now i would have thought that they were just nightmares but a lot of times too for me when it's when it is truly a past life then there's no context. I mean, you know, how would a five year old know anything about a battlefield, you know, much less one across the sea?
3: Yeah.
1: You know, so a lot of times too, I'll look at that as, you know, what is the context here? Like I said, you know, if it's the Stooges and the Joker, then I know that that has nothing to do with a past life or an upcoming life, I hope. But, <laughs> you know, um, but, um, and, and I do think a lot of people dream. You know, because they don't know how to find those things in their waking time. I've got uh-huh. okay. a good
2: one. The Four Stooges okay. was probably premonition of coming on this show and Jeremy just backed <laughs> up. <laughs> hey. You
1: know, or maybe that's a new show in the making for you guys.
3: Maybe. <laughs> right, so, you so do you think that that new life is linear? like always linear or do you think that it's possible to go from like like when you pass on from this life to go to let's say you know the 1600s
1: um i don't think it's linear so much i I think that there it's 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 a constant rotation you know so while i may remember it in a linear way it doesn't necessarily mean that that's how the universe works because like i said you know most people would say I'm crazy just because I think there are other dimensions, but you know, for that part to play into it, it can't be linear
3: Well, because you're on the, you're on the right podcast I'm, with the right people.
2: And <laughs> that aggravates me that you say people think you're crazy for thinking other dimensions at this point in our existence. It's true. Mm-hmm. Like it's pretty much figured out. There are other dimensions, right? People just don't jump on board like they should. Like yeah. read yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) i I mean say you can thank the church for that but you know what you care i'll be the church right now
1: (laughs) well and and that's i think a lot of it too is you know how can you believe without doubt that the world was made in seven days, and it's six thousand years old, but then say, "I'm crazy because I think there are other dimensions. Yeah. You know, I mean, because to me, maybe you're crazy for thinking you know that there's only one God out there and And, and like I said, you know, I, I think everybody has a right to their belief, and I think that that should be respected. Yeah. but you can't tell me that yours is the only thing that's right, and everybody else is out of their mind. It just it doesn't work that way.
3: I agree with you. I saw a video, I don't know whether it's real or not, where a guy was using a certain frequency, a certain hertz to open a window, if you will, into another dimension, like another.
2: <laughs> I don't know how much credence I throw into it because it looked real, but fancy editing you can do that. Well, too. no,
3: I, I, I get that. that but sure. if, you, if you think about it, you know, vibrational force like that, you know with enough power if it can you know manipulate physical objects in this world you know who knows mm-hmm. he
2: did go to a different world though because <laughs> when he actually passed through it in the woods you can see like two suns, like directly like it's cool
1: well and, and i think you know like i said this is just me personally that a lot of writers and creators are tapping into other dimensions and that's where they're getting some of these ideas i mean yeah the technology you read and see in movies and stuff like that you know some of it's just that but some of it it's like you know that makes sense you know it it makes sense
3: this is one thing that i'll say about what you were talking about earlier almost every culture in the world every ancient culture depicted dragons or some Mm -hmm. form of yep so i i fully believe that that something like a dragon existed on this planet in this Mm -hmm. universe for sure
1: yep yep well that's even some of the um the the uh the bones and stuff they found over the last couple of years they're starting to rethink what they were because they were um recently i was reading something i forget where it was but they were talking about you know things that had wings if they were you know a certain type it may not show, you know, that, that kind of thing may disintegrate because it's so fine. And so, uh, you know, delicate compared to, you know, big giant, you know, leg bones and things like that. So, you know, that there are a lot of things that they are really starting to rethink as they learn more about, you know, uh, the, the bodies of different creatures and stuff like that. And I, so, think um,
0: something mm-hmm. I I think that you, you kind of see not to get too far into the religion part of it, but I think religion is starting to be a little more open to possibilities of, you know, other things, you know, dragons and stuff like mm-hmm. that, because you see all these um, religious scholars trying to scientifically explain events mm-hmm. that are depicted in, you know, religious books. Like how did they get two of every kind of animal on a ship this size? Well, let's do, you know, they mm-hmm. want to prove it scientifically, because yep. it, they know that other possibilities, you know, exist, and they they want to they want something else to back up besides, I guess, their faith.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, and mm-hmm. then compound that with the fact that the government's literally admitting the existence of UFOs, mm. and <laughs> like you've got a world of problems. You know what I mean?
1: Right.
2: Government's asking for more money. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> you know like like the some out there but we need more money to figure it out
1: yeah all they gotta do
3: all they gotta do is just lose another 300 trillion dollars somewhere you know what i mean
1: hey look i'm just still trying to get my mind around the fact that amazon bezos is asking for money for his space program i'm like you've got more money than god why do we as taxpayers need to fund your space program but you know I guess, is. Hey, you know, I guess if I could sucker the government out of that kind of money, I'd probably do it too. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but, <you> know, <laughs> of course I wouldn't be doing it on space stuff. I'd be going down, <laughs> you know, <let's laughs> dig a little deeper and see what we can find. For sure. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Uh, and if
2: the government's listening 20 million dollars i'll say whatever you want me to say (laughs)
1: absolutely i'll do it i'll do it for 10 i'm gonna i'm gonna underbid you on that one (laughs) i'll become a shill i don't care
3: (laughs) um so i want to hear about the hometown witch
1: the hometown witch the witch of yazoo city in the huge town of Yazoo City, Mississippi. Okay. Back in the 1800s, there were uh, rumors about this little old lady that lived out in the swamps that she was uh, capturing and torturing and murdering men. And uh, yeah, after a while, um, a big, you know, lynch mob decided they were going to go catch her and punish her. So as they were chasing her through the woods, so I'm going to say she wasn't as old as stories dictate or they wouldn't have had to chase her. They could have caught her pretty quick, but um, she got into a, um, a patch of quicksand and they came up on her as she was sinking. So she cursed them and said that in 20 years she was coming back and she was going to burn the town down. (laughs) that's pretty
2: specific Uh uh-huh
1: exactly yeah like I said I've heard this story all my life so 20 years later three quarters of the town burned down Uh, and yeah now of course you know there's the 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 group that says oh the witch you know followed through and then there's the you know group that's of course trying to cover that up says oh no Johnny was playing with matches and he burned the town down (laughs) (laughs) but The other part of it was that uh, because she had not uh, finished what she had promised, which was the whole town, they put chains around her grave and I'm talking like two foot links on these chains, they go all the way around her grave. And I think every generation has stolen at least one link and then the county goes back in and they replace it. So they're not taking a chance on her escaping that grave. So I tend to think maybe it wasn't little Johnny in the matches and, you know, (laughs) otherwise why do that? That's a um, huge
3: chain. Like, yes, we have a rock here called chain rock and it has Uh, links like that. Like, yeah, those links are probably two feet.
1: Oh yeah. They're huge. I mean, and how somebody can steal one is just totally beyond me because as kids, you know, we all tried to pick them up and everything. They're huge and they're heavy. You'd have
3: to have, you'd have, to have a welder. Yeah. Like, a, yeah. Or like a plasma cutter. There's oh, a, yeah. Way though. There's it a,
1: was in like the sixties. I think the first link was actually stolen off the grave. And like I said, it was just a little while before the county had another link in its place. Okay. Hear me out. Uh huh.
3: What if they're being broken? You know like like, uh, that, my, like somebody just rolls by and one of them's broke and they pick it up and run off with it
1: that's very possible too I mean you know 100 year old chains <laughs> but uh
2: no I mean so, like well if she's breaking them uh, that, yeah that, that's what I'm saying okay like she's and trying see, to get
1: out. there you go and the thing is nobody would know if that's what happened because nobody sees the missing links except whoever happened to take it away
2: why would you take it
1: to say that you did? You know, of course, everybody claims it, you know,
3: it's like <laughs> I mean, it's like you got a you got a huge guy in prison behind bars. It's easy to talk trash. Right. Exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. It's like, you know, I, I, like I said, every generation, somebody tries to steal one. And of course, everybody did the stealing. You know, I mean, you ask anybody you want any of the guys I went to high school with will tell you they were the one that stole the chain, you know, during our high school years and of course it's complete bullshit but who knows you know <laughs> there are no witnesses to say one way or another
3: yeah that's that's wild
2: yeah look up through the yearbook and look at the one that died tragically like i bet it was him
3: <laughs> yeah there you go that's it that's it the guy who didn't make the
1: curve and you know he was cursed so uh but like i said uh i think it was three years ago was the last time that i went by when uh i was in town and they had all of the chains and tacks
2: so. i'm yeah. looking at the pictures of your town it looks eerily similar to where we grew up <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: they do have a commonality don't they all of those little small yeah. towns <laughs>
2: <laughs> Looks like they got a they got a bunch of buildings that look just like ours, except they're more colorful.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and see, yeah, that that's what they built back after the burning down of the town. You know, they uh they actually do did, did you ever see the movie Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Oh yeah. yeah. That was filmed in our town.
3: Oh, wow. oh really? Yeah. That's awesome.
1: That's where you see them go into the Woolworths. That is actually an old hardware store downtown. Yeah. So uh they did a lot of that painting and stuff when that movie was getting ready to come in.
0: That's Uh bonafide.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. That's it.
3: It was, (laughs) um,
2: my favorite thing from that movie is, damn, we're in top spot. I used to say that all (laughs) the
1: time.
2: Cop (laughs) pulls over. Damn, we're in top spot. spot.
1: That's right. You know, like I said, we, we have, it's out near, um, uh uh, it's a it's a wildlife reserve and it's out near panther swamp and that's supposedly where the crossroads where musicians used to go you know to uh make their deals with the devil and everything so there's some really interesting things if you can get past how conservative it is there's some really interesting places
2: and everything the deal with the devil i've thought about so many times i was like would i
0: on the road to Tishomingo. Would
2: I?
1: Uh huh. There you go. On the road to Tishomingo. Just... I've actually been lost on those levees before. Took a wrong t- a turn at like one in the morning leaving the bar. And, you know, three and a half hours later, I finally find a highway I reckon.
2: <laughs> 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 so, yeah,
1: you can get really lost back in there. <laughs> I had a friend that called me Silver City for five years because I ended up in Silver City, <laughs> Mississippi. <clears throat> Of course, everybody's. How the hell did you do that? Well, you know that right? We take coming back to town. I went left. (laughs) (laughs) So so, yeah. You know, there's another
2: dimension where you actually went right that night.
1: (laughs) That's right. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. I just hope I had a good time in that one because, uh, you know, I just kept hoping, please don't let me run out of gas. Nothing in Yazoo County is open after midnight. So if you know, you get low, you're screwed. <laughs> so yeah, it was awesome.
2: So, what about, so with that witch, has there been any like modern stories about her or anything?
1: No, I, I think that as the uh elders have kind of, you know, died off and moved on and everything, I don't think the younger people give a damn one way or another you know uh i think things could happen and they would just kind of brush it off to you know tricks of the imagination and that kind of thing i mean you know even my mom my, my mom was raised southern baptist and uh pentecostal and the only reference she makes to the fact that i'm not is well, I know we think different, you know, and then she avoids <laughs> the subject like the plague. So um my mom's you know,
3: very similar. She mm-hmm. she was never super religious, but whenever I got to talking about crazy stuff, she'd just be like, Oh, that's oh, that's crazy.
1: And, mm-hmm, and yeah. just
3: change the subject.
1: Oh, yeah. No, that's hey, my mama didn't go. She wasn't sitting in church when she made us go. You know, I mean, we got to go every Sunday. But um, but like she will not to this day watch the movie Dogma because Lannis Morissette plays God and God is not a woman, you know? And I'm like, Mom, it's a movie. It's a damn good movie. No, 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 we can't watch that. <laughs> so but um, but like I said, so, you know, I, I think there's probably still stuff that goes on. It still has that feel to it when i'm up there and i'm out you know around certain places but i just don't think I, I think it's kind of the same thing with like the old gods and stuff like that i think when people stop believing they just kind of lose some of their power and drift to the background i think they're still there
3: yeah but
1: you they just don't have the energy to manifest like they did
2: that makes forever sense.
1: Ago. it's yeah. kind
2: of like if you think about something hard enough like you can almost will it into existence in a way it's yeah. a reverse of effect of it reverse Absolutely. effect Mm -hmm. Reverse (laughs) (laughs) yeah.
1: Well, that's somebody asked me one time what a spell was she's like, what is a spell? I said, do you you believe in the power of prayer? She goes, absolutely. I said, think of it as kind of the same thing. You know, I mean, you're manifesting your energy. If you believe it, it can happen. And, you know, so yeah, I I totally believe that, you know, of course, I I think that the whole personal gain thing's real. Otherwise I'd be sitting pretty right now. (laughs) You know? <laughs> so, you know, okay, let me have my house on the hill and my Tesla and all that good stuff. Yeah, that hadn't happened.
2: If you had a Tesla, <laughs> would you put a generator in the back to keep it charged?
1: <laughs> you know, I always said if uh I ever won the lottery, I was going to get a Tesla and I was going to have the charging station out in my yard. <laughs> so,
2: well, I happen to know I'm going to win the Powerball night, so I'll buy you a Tesla when I win.
1: Awesome. <laughs> hey, that works for me. And I will sing your praises to the world. I just want to be able to sit there and have to make my own car sounds, you know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know, if you find the right hillbilly down there and they get it hooked up, you can put an alternator back by the back tire uh-huh. and it would just charge itself as you drive it. So. Okay.
1: Yeah, you know, I probably know one or two people who'd attempt it too.
2: My dad had that idea when I was a little kid. Mm
1: -hmm. And I shit
2: you not, I found, uh, somebody found a TikTok video, somebody that did it. And I was like, my dad had that idea forever Mm ago. Yep. He liked taking down on cars and stuff.
1: Oh, yeah. That, yeah, I can remember. My uh, first car was a 15-year-old Pinto. I mean, you know, that one that people rear-ended and exploded, <laughs> but uh, I remember when my dad got it for me, and and one thing I think important to this day is I was not allowed to drive until I could check my oil, change a tire, check all the fluids and stuff like that. Now, I don't do that now. I have somebody that can do it for me, so I don't have to. But in a pinch, I can do it myself. Mm -hmm. But that's how I actually learned to change the oil in my car is he and my brothers, their hands were too big to get to where the oil filter was. He's like, okay, come on. This is a learning moment. (laughs) And I got to get in there and get the filter out and change the oil to that Pinto. So, In
0: other words, a job opportunity.
1: That's right. There you go. I have collected crystals and stones for God ever. My grandmother at one point lived in the Ozarks and I can remember walking around in there and picking up big chunks of quartz. And, um, I would order stuff and they would come in and my husband damn you and those damn rocks you and those damn rocks and I came in one day and I got in a box and it was open I'm like why's my box open and I pull everything out I'm like where's all my shit at looks over he's got them all on his shelves <laughs> and I'm like what the hell he goes well those are cool rocks oh, wow. <laughs> then he starts collecting crystal skulls and you know all kinds of fun stuff I'm like yeah you and those damn rocks yeah we've
3: got <laughs> we've got tons and yeah. tons of them at my, my house wife's
2: real into it she she bought the Ooh. min the rock and mineral Bible and stuff. She's uh-huh. like, like that.
1: Oh yeah.
2: Or, um. When it, like what does the rock rock and mineral studies do? Like I, I still don't know. She talks about well. Here's that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So if I start talking about her, you gonna hear it that way. That's <laughs> uh, I'll,
2: listen.
0: I'll listen.
1: Okay. All right. Cool. Um. You know, different ones have different frequencies. Um. You know, they even use um jewels in watches a lot of the older ones you know I mean uh my dad actually had one that he had inherited and you could open it up and you could see the rubies in the back of it um but uh like I said different ones uh work well for different um ailments as it were um like uh, lapis is good for headaches I actually keep people I, I keep a piece of lapis with me uh, I get my migraines and it can help ease that up yeah it's funny um, you
3: said that because I my wife a, my forehead as well. I mean, my wife literally gave me a piece last night awesome um yeah. which i've got i know you can't see it but my desk that i work at is basically full of different ones um yep. this is probably one of my favorites uh-huh. i forget That's which one that is infinity
1: stone i think is what it looks like
3: yeah, it's like so- a it's almost like trans. I can't get mm-hmm. it the focus right. Yeah. It's like yeah. translucent, kind of
1: a, a real pale green. I think it's infinity stone. So, so yeah, like I said, you know, different ones have uh, different things you can do them with. Uh, I think it was amethyst they used to use for um, for drunkenness. is <laughs> you know, supposed to help sober you up. Um, you know, quartz is like an overall uh, stone you can use for almost anything. Um, a lot of stones they recommend cleansing either putting them out in the sunlight or the moonlight or, you know, using uh, clear water to cl- uh, clean them. But quartz and citrine and amethyst don't need to be cleansed. They, oh, they are- will actually help cleanse other stones.
3: Also have a uh, pretty large piece of smoky quartz. Smoky
1: quartz, yeah. Yep. Those are awesome. Yeah. So like I said, you know, mine started out, like I said, just walking around the Ozarks, picking up chunks of rock, because, you know, that's all there was to do. My grandmother would move back and forth between Mississippi and Arkansas, like every other year. And when they were in Arkansas, they lived in the middle of BFE and the nearest neighbor was 30 miles down the road. And we're just as old as my grandparents were. So it was either go pick up rocks or listen to the old people. And
3: I think the, the the coolest thing that i've ever seen it, it wasn't even a like a crystal
1: mm-hmm.
3: but i i used to have to travel out to portland almost every month for work mm-hmm. and there was a top of peat in portland and it's the only place in the world where peat moss had had fossilized or maybe one of two places wow and they dig it up in these big boulders and cut it out and it's just like the craziest hues of like blue and green and purple like it looks crazy
1: well and that's there there's some question as to whether or not like man-made stuff you know has the same vibration and everything and um i think a lot of times because color has vibrations too but um that's like i've got this huge It looks almost like a black lava stone, but it's got all these rainbow colors. And it's actually from out of um, the, um, oh, what is it? It's like coal stacks or something it comes out of. And like I said, it's gorgeous. Uh, They have a stone called, well, it's not a stone, but it's called Fordite, that uh, when they used to do all of the spray painting on cars and stuff in the big car manufacturers, it would just piled up and build up and they started slicing it. And it's got all these cool colors and stuff in it. Um, Zincite, you can only get in like two places in the world and it actually grows in uh, pipes, uh, the smoke pipes, smokestacks and everything, Uh, and it was uh, one place over in Russia that you could get it, and there was somewhere over like uh, Pittsburgh or Philly or somewhere like that. Why they don't grow anywhere else, I have no idea, but um, yeah, yeah, and it's hard to find some of those things. Uh, Tanzanite, uh, there's only one place in the world you can get it, it costs a damn fortune because (laughs) there's only one place in the world you can get it. Um, They use a lot of uh, quartz in uh, electronics, also yeah. yeah, and everything so like I said you know it's got it's got actual scientific and um you know practical uses outside of you know the woo-woo people that you know <laughs> collect it and everything but it's like even my desk at work I mean you know I, it's covered in crystals and then I've got a table that's like between desks it's covered in crystals and it's got singing bowls on it so everybody comes in and they're like wow this is it's either they love it or they just look at you like
3: it's it's funny that you say that if you see this right here
1: uh uh-huh uh-huh
3: that's a singing bowl Uh
1: uh-huh cool i I keep all kinds of
3: stuff in in my office um, Yep, just because like if it wasn't here would probably be in storage or something
1: right oh yeah that's uh we redid our uh living room a couple of years ago and i mean at the time i had dragons and fairies and all this stuff and we took everything down boxed it up got it painted, got the flooring down and all that. And the only thing I put back out were some salt lamps and, uh, like this, uh, it's a chakra, um, candle holder that's in the different colors of the chakras and, um, my stones and my husband's like, what are you going to pile the rest of it up? I'm like, you know, I'm thinking I'm liking the simplicity and I don't have to dust all that shit if I don't put it back. <laughs>
3: <Right. up." laughs> so, right.
1: You know, I need my rocks and crystals. I don't need all the other, my dad used to call them dust collectors and I have gradually figured out he is so right.
3: I mean, so how does that play into the whole, um, I was interested to hear that you're into like kitchen witchery.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Yep. Uh, I do a lot of um herbals, things, you know, uh, herbal teas and stuff like that. Um, a lot of people are familiar with uh, smudging your house with sage to cleanse it. I don't like the smell of sage. <laughs> so my first thing when I started growing herbs and using them and everything was to try to find an alternative to that. Um, you can use sweetgrass, but I actually use clove oil. You can actually put that into a, um, a, a spray bottle with some um, distilled water and spray that around and it does just as well on the cleansing and everything. Really? It does. It does. And, um, and like I said, it just, to me, it smells better. I can't stand the smell of sage. (laughs) So, um, and
3: I'm not too fond of it either.
1: Yes. I mean, I hate the smell of lavender too, but I keep lavender oil because it is awesome for headaches. It's the same,
3: um, same for Florida water for me. I I don't prefer the, the smell. I didn't know clove oil could do the same thing. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes, it does. And like I said, it's got I mean, you know, you've probably been around cloves around the holidays and stuff or in the oranges and stuff like that. And actually, if you don't like the pure smell of the clove, you can mix a little citrus in it and it kind of cuts it back, too. And because it's not a smoke, then, you know, it's not separating so much.
3: Whenever I used to smoke real cigarettes, I used to smoke the, uh, the clove cigarettes. Yeah. I went through that
1: stage too.
3: (laughs) That brings back memories.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I smoked them when I was in college. So yeah, I remember those too. But, um, so like I said, you know, I do a lot of that. I do a lot of, um, mixing like with, um, waters and stuff. Um, you can take, you know, crystals and put them in water And put them out in the moonlight or the sunlight or whatever, and let that, you know, sit and it pulls in those vibrations. And then you can mix it with, you know, herbs and different things to get what you want. Um, I did um, aromatherapy and um, oils and stuff. Sold those for years and years. And, you know, and it's actually when I was doing them to sell, all of my oils had crystals in them, too. So, um, you know, I... uh, I'd like to say I never use anything, you know, that comes from a pharmacy, but that would just be so untrue. But but if there's another way around it, I really do prefer using, you know, more natural things. And that's what really got me into the herbology and things like that. You know, uh, the greenhouse, you know, my husband and I put one of those up last year and that's just kind of made it even worse. I mean, you, you've you always got stuff like hanging from the ceiling in the kitchen <laughs> and all of that. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but like I said, you know, it works because um, uh, it just, even if you don't go so much in for the spiritual part of it, you know, there are herbs and stuff that repel bugs. There are, you know, ones that they've used in West, uh, 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 Chinese medicine and Native American medicine forever. And, you know, doctors don't really... They, they don't well, come out and say, oh, that doesn't work, but, yeah, you know, I they're mean, not going to push it.
3: The Rockefellers <laughs> made everybody seem like coops you know. that wanted to use alternative medicine. So
1: yeah, it, exactly. exactly.
0: Every time you ask a doctor about something like that, it's like, they'll be like, well, you can try it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, yeah. that's about it. <laughs> you know, enthusiastic as they get with it.
1: Uh-huh. I actually had a uh, paid management doctor one time that I was seeing about my migraines and everything. And he's like, you know what? Because uh, somebody had told me to try reflexology. And he's like, if it works for you, I'm 100% behind it. You go right ahead and try it. You know, so, but that was the exception, not the rule. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and everything. So uh, do you keep a broom by the door? I don't, but- on the other hand, I do not sweep anything out of my house because you'll sweep out the good energy. And I've been that way all my life. <laughs>
3: so we've, um, we've, we've always kept, uh, I had a, a homemade broom from my grandmother who passed away and she always kept it by the door. So we keep it next to one of the doors in the house.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah. An
3: old, uh, uh, an old crock.
1: hmm Yep. I do have a small uh, iron crock that I keep up and everything, but um, I just uh, I don't know why I don't do witches. I mean, I've got so much stuff around here that if anybody walks in that didn't know me, they'd be like, OK, we're, we're going to back out. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's one of the things, too, because I, I collect daggers and swords. So, I mean, you know, I've got like a, a broad sword hanging in my bedroom and then a couple of um, they're like the. Um, replica civil war replica swords and then next to my bed I've got a miniature Excalibur and my friend from England actually brought me a crystal dragon sword wow. back Ooh. years ago. That's and crazy. Yeah. And for the longest time when my husband, he he's he actually drives a truck. So he's gone a lot, mm-hmm. I slept with uh daggers under my pillows. Now, of course, yeah, there's a gun beside the bed, too. But, you know, I just felt more comfortable. So when he would get in the bed, when he'd get home, he'd just, like, ease his hand under the pillow until he found the knives. And them. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Scott Cunningham was uh, one of the first ones I actually read, too. He had a lot of uh, stuff about, you know, kitchen witchery. And uh, he he went a lot into the Wiccan side of it, which isn't me. But, you know, you can kind of take what you want from a lot of that stuff and just overlook the rest of it and everything. Um, But uh, so, yeah, like I said, you know, so when people come in here, they're looking around like, okay, um, got enough knives? Well, no, because I'm still buying them. So obviously I don't have enough of them. Uh, I had a friend that was in Iraq. Um, He was home uh, on leave and he shows up at my house and he's got this huge box of goose feathers thought you might like these and i'm like okay sure i'll take that
2: you
1: know? <laughs> so that's but, really um,
2: cool
1: yeah like i said so yeah i mean i'm a collector of so much crap i mean i've got a, a studio out there that i can't get into right now because it's got uh wooden pallets piled up you know i'll figure out something to do with them mm-hmm. but
2: they're universal. You can do all kinds of stuff. With oh, it. yeah. But, you know, it's
1: it's getting harder to find the good ones, though. Yeah. You know, more and more of them are going to crappy ones. And, yeah, I used to have an endless supply because that's how they would deliver paper. So, I mean, you know, I could go up there with a um, trailer and leave with it full. And then the paper companies started getting cheap on me. Their paper's <laughs> yeah. not cheap now. The paper's gone up. <laughs> the pallets yeah. have gone way down.
3: So when you were selling like oils and stuff like Mm -hmm. you mentioned did you have any like insane testimonials come out of
1: that Uh, I had people that like would go through it and request it you know hey can I get more of this because I always I always kept up with recipes but like if you called and said hey I want you to make me an oil I would make it for you specifically you know, and I would I would mix by feel and and vibe and everything like that. And the same one I would put the crystals in it. The only thing I ever heard as far as that I would consider bad. <laughs> it was just one of those things that was like, How the hell did that happen? I have a friend that uh she does a lot of belly dancing and stuff like that. Well, so I mixed like all these Middle Eastern scents, and one of the things I put in it was cinnamon and I put quartz in it and everything. She has I put it on oh my God, it burned. I'm like, what do you mean it burned? She goes, I don't know, but it burned. And I'm like, well, did you dump it out and get the crystals? She said, what crystals? I'm like, wait, what? She goes, there are no crystals in it. It disintegrated the quartz. Yeah. I've never had it happen since. But To this day, there was nothing unusual in it, but Ah. she could not use it because it was so hot to the skin.
0: That makes you think and, twice about eating cinnamon toast crunch, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> so, but um, but yeah, like I said, so she uh, she she didn't use that anymore. But uh, but yeah, I did have regular people who like I said, you know, um, I have one friend that uh, I hate patchouli. To me, patchouli stinks, but a lot of people like it. And that was her thing. As long as I can smell the patchouli and the best way to get that scent out of your head is ground coffee. Mm, And back then I didn't really drink coffee, but I always kept a bag of coffee in the refrigerator. And a lot of people thought that I drank coffee because they'd go in the refrigerator and see it there. And I'm like, no, actually that's, that's for the aromatherapy stuff. (laughs) You know, it's hard to mix a new one when you're still smelling the old one. And, um, so, yeah, I would keep the coffee grounds around for patchouli.
2: I'm a heavy coffee drinker.
1: Oh, I am now, but I like it iced.
2: I like it iced. I like it hot. I like it lukewarm.
1: <laughs> Here's the weird thing. I've, okay, I've got a totally reverse metabolism. The doctor one time gave me sleeping pills because I wasn't sleeping, and it was like taking speed. I mean, just totally opposite of what it should have done. Hot coffee makes me drowsy
0: my mom yeah she's got reverse metabolism like that Mm -hmm.
1: yeah ice doesn't worry about that yeah ice doesn't seem to bother me but hot coffee i can drink it and go lay down and sleep for two hours so i avoid the hot stuff
2: what was your story
0: My, my mother uh several years ago had a knee replacement surgery and they gave her oxycodone while she was in the hospital oh, so lovely. they might as well have gave her a line of coke every hour <laughs> <laughs> they had to put a bed alarm on her bed because she was getting up and she actually walked down the hallway and got out of the hospital
1: oh wow <laughs> and was
0: trying to find a car to get in to and yeah yeah it's she's she takes like you know how benadryl or something uh-huh, like uh-huh. that makes people drowsy yep oh man she you might as well crank her up with like 15 red bulls, man. I wish
1: that
2: was for me.
1: (laughs) Oh Yeah. And I'm the same way because, um, when I was doing pain management back years ago, um, the doctor, what his goal was when I would get a really bad migraine, I would have to go to the ER because, you know, my regular medication just wouldn't get rid of it. And I, but I couldn't drive myself because my head hurt so bad. So he tried a couple of things and, you know, they really didn't work. He goes, I just want to keep you from having to go to the hospital. So he decided to put me on fentanyl.
0: Oh, God. Oh, oh,
1: look. Oh no. I could sit at work and never miss a beat. You know, I could work with the migraine because I had the fentanyl, but it never made me drowsy. It never made me loopy. Anything. So, yeah, it was kind of a waste. People talk about, you know, getting high on fentanyl. I'm like, hi, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, it never did me that way.
2: That should have so, you up. <laughs> yeah,
1: and, 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 and I know it will, you know, so that was, and he actually told me, he's like, you know, um, the first time you take this, I want to make sure that you have someone there. Because uh, some people, it puts into such a deep sleep that they quit breathing, and I'm like, okay, sure. And at the time my son was in school and I'm like, son, I'm fixing to take this medication. I need you to check on me in a half an hour or so. Not thinking that if I had died, my poor kid would have been traumatized for life. <laughs> but uh
2: you but, do what you gotta do. <laughs> exactly,
1: you know. So he comes in there and I'm reading and he's like, Mom, I thought you were going to sleep. Well, I thought I was going to sleep too, but evidently not. So, you know, it was like, like a mom, total waste. No. <laughs> you know, I uh uh, drugs just aren't a, a good thing for me, you know. I'd like to be able to get that kind of crazy, loopy, but maybe not. Well, you know,
0: come hang out with women. <laughs> <up. Well, laughs> so when
1: it's, you need me to come babysit? Is that what you're saying?
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Probably not a laughs> bad idea. I haven't, <laughs> done, I haven't done real drugs in years at no, uh, all. me either. All I do now is vitamins and aspirins and.
3: Sa migraine <laughs> uh, so what are you getting into with Hadley?
1: um we are actually uh collaborating on a book on paganism uh and then uh when we go over to um fringe, uh I think we're gonna start out just doing one night a week and kind of uh doing uh the the weird ink sessions like we're doing now with, uh, the art, uh, artists and authors and stuff like that, uh, doing that, uh, one week. And then we're, uh, instead of doing the round table, we're going to change that to like, um, they really wanted a true crime story and, you know, kind of, uh, that followed horror and stuff like that. So we're going to rotate out with, you know, true crimes and horror and that kind of stuff. And then they're going to do watching weird on Wednesday nights also. So, and That's like I awesome. said, they're still gonna try to do it in the same format that they're doing now because I mean it's working, yeah, and everything. So yeah, we're we're looking forward to it. I think we're supposed to start November 1st over there.
2: So thank you so much for coming on. And if you'll have us back, we'll have you back.
1: Yes. <laughs> like I said, I, I would love it, it'd be great.
2: And uh, yeah. you know where to find us? I do. Uh, if you I guys do. are watching us on Bit Shoot mm-hmm. or here, you can yep. find us on all your own anchor, you can uh Watch the backlog on YouTube, which it's always five weeks behind because
1: fuck mm-hmm. YouTube.
2: <laughs>
1: I've actually been watching y'all on bitch. <laughs> so that's
2: why I'm glad everybody watches us. And you can check us out on Twitter. Uh-huh. Um, to be a guest, message us on Twitter or mm-hmm. reach out to us through the email bipolar underscore teddy bear mm-hmm. outlook.com. And thank you for watching us because we're watching you.